0: Well, I'm um, David Nelson. I'm a packaging project engineer at FedEx in well, a suburb of Memphis, Tennessee, called Collierville. Uh, I've worked for FedEx as a packaging engineer for the past uh, almost 23 years in, in February. Um, my degree is in packaging science. I graduated from Rochester Institute of Technology uh in Rochester, New York back in nineteen eighty five and have worked for a couple of different uh companies since then and prior to coming to FedEx. So I've got uh what about thirty years, thirty one years of packaging experience and, and actually a degree in packaging science. So
1: Dude, I didn't even know they gave degrees in packaging. I mean that's now, amazing.
0: Uh, yeah there's uh a lot of people don't even know of it um I happen to find out you know probably the same way most people do is just by uh talking to somebody um but yeah you know, Michigan State was the first school in the nation to offer a packaging uh science degree. It came out of their AG school years ago. Um wow. and some of their professors left Michigan State University and started the program at Rochester Institute of Technology back in uh oh gosh um, I'm guessing maybe late fifties early sixties somewhere on that time frame so, and uh so yeah it is a it is a Bachelor of Science degree in packaging science, and you know like many Degrees in school, they they teach you some of the basics and, and concepts and a broad variety of different packaging, whether it's food packaging or mm-hmm. um, consumer commodities and things like that. And then from there, they release you out into the world as a packaging engineer and. Uh, out to solve the world's packaging issues. But, yeah. you know, when you look around you, everything that you purchase... Comes um, comes in a
1: package. <laughs> comes in a package. I
0: mean, it, it's got to get from a manufacturer to the end user. Um, and, you know, there's certainly, you know, in grocery stores are a great example or any retail-type location, but even, let's say, an automobile you know, you're, you're not buying a, a car in a box or a package but all the components hmm. that go into making that could be coming from other countries uh, they could be assembled let's say in Mexico and then the, the whole dashboard is being sent up to Detroit where it's being put into a production line and then you know so that's what they call more distribution type packaging
1: hmm. or
0: materials handling so you know, there's a whole breadth of different areas where packaging uh, is involved, and you know, until you really start to look around and go, well, yeah, I didn't grow up my backyard um, or I didn't build this thing myself, but all these components had to get from somewhere to somewhere and so they all require packaging. And to be able to protect the product in transportation or storage or You know, if it's a medical device, it may have sterile properties that need to be maintained. Um, You know, temperature requirements for pharmaceuticals, whether it be insulin. You know, you've got to keep it at certain temperatures or, you know, it's not effective. There's a whole host of areas.
1: Yeah, that's very fascinating. I mean, that is absolutely fascinating. So how long you said you've been with FedEx?
0: I've been with FedEx for, uh, almost 23 years now, all oh. in the same department, which is fairly rare for FedEx people to right? stay within the same department. Usually, you know, if you're here this long, you've worked in a number of different departments, but you know, we're such a niche department here. You know, we're an department of, uh, approximately 15 people. Uh, we have one manager, and, uh, a couple quality assistance, uh, and then we have on the testing service side of our facility, uh, eight package testing um, technicians, and they do the package testing portion of it, and then we have five packaging engineers, um, and we're sort of the folks that work on packaging solutions or alternatives for um, either FedEx projects internally, or it could be working with uh, certain customers. Mm-hmm. Either one designing and coming up with packaging for their product that they're shipping, or um, because you know, they don't have the, the resources or the knowledge to do that, or it could be assisting customers whose product, you know, is getting damaged going through the uh, the network. And uh, found out through package testing that their their packaging really isn't up to snuff to handle our type of a single package shipping environment. Right. So we work with those customers at either modifying their existing packaging or possibly even coming up with alternative packaging methods uh, to better protect it. Because the goal is to get the end product to the end user in a condition um, that's suitable or or usable and to get it there on time so that, you know, the whole transaction or the whole experience from uh, everybody's aspect, uh, whether it be FedEx's, uh, our customer who shipped the product or the recipient who receives it.
1: What are some of the... yeah that's good i mean so what are what are some of the challenges that you hear from uh you know some FedEx customers that they like we will bring you in and say you know or bring your team in and uh you guys give them a a hand with you know some of the design aspects of their packages
0: yeah well um a lot of it is uh well. Oh. Probably more based around uh product protection and damage. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're shipping uh, let's say picture frames or artwork that's in a, a frame and they're getting damage to the corner of the artwork or maybe the glass is getting broken. Mm-hmm. Um but they're using, you know, materials that they purchased, you know, from an online retailer or, you know, a packaging supplier like Uline. And they're just trying to use, you know, bubble wrap and a couple of pieces of cardboard and really not understanding, you know, the particular needs of, you know, their unique item. So, uh, product protection and damages is probably the, the first area of uh, the concern. Then we start to get into other areas, and this is starting to be more commonplace in terms of trying to reduce the amount of packaging materials Uh that they may use. Um, One, either to reduce the cost of the packaging, uh, or secondly, to reduce the size of the package but still be able to protect the contents from damage, Uh, because as... uh, Many companies are finding out you can't just put three or four inches of bubble wrap in an item and put it in a box and ship it, and it only weighs actual weight, maybe let's say, for example, five pounds. But because of the dimensional weight charges that uh transportation companies uh, use, they may be paying on the billing side Mm -hmm. of it as if that item weighed 12 or 15 pounds. Yeah. Well, you know, the product's getting to where it's going to be damage-free, but the cost of the transportation and possibly the cost of the materials and the labor to put it all together is, you know, um, a big hit to them, and it reduces their bottom line. So if we can still... Uh, provide the product protection necessary, but do it in the smallest size package uh, feasible uh, without, you know, taking too much protection away from it and inducing damages. Um, You know, that's the whole goal is to make the product or the the package as small as possible, but still provide all the protection necessary to get it to the end user.
1: That could be a huge saving.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. And, uh, um, and some of the companies that we've worked with, we've been able to save, you know, uh, several pounds of shipping weight um, just by reorganizing or coming up a little bit different packaging scheme on mm-hmm. the inside, where they're they're not shipping so much air, you know, empty space in the package. We right-size the package to get it down to levels that, uh, you know, still provide necessary protection, but, you know, minimize or in some instances possibly even eliminate the dimensional weight charges so they're only paying for the actual weight. But, uh, you know, a lot of it can just depend on how much we can do is, terms of reducing the dimensional weight based on the size of the item. You know, if, the, if you're shipping golf bags, you know, a golf bag is large and bulky, but it doesn't weigh a lot. Well, you really can't reduce the size of the, the packaging any smaller than the item itself. So, you know, there's some items that you right. can <laughs> reduce, there's other items Yeah,
1: you that's true. It's like you're not going to fold those golf clubs up, buddy. I'm
0: <laughs> no no you know it, uh, we've talked to some customers and you know even though we say it in jest and kidding me well we'll just cut your product in half <laughs> and be able to fit it in a smaller box but then you know i don't know how you're going to put the golf bag back together your golf clubs back together so uh,
1: yeah
0: uh, there's some things that we can and can't do you know we don't have magic wands we can't you know, cure everyone's problems and make everything you know, perfect. But uh, in many instances, we can, if we can't eliminate the charges, hopefully we can at least get them down to a little bit more, you know, profitable or sustainable mm-hmm. level, um, so that they they aren't spending more money for materials or transportation um, than is necessary.
1: So, I mean, you've been doing this for, you know, decades now, and I'm sure there's been a lot of changes in the industry, but I think one of the biggest ones, at least for me, you know, over the years of of doing my e-commerce business, the the move to being more eco-friendly with our packaging. How has that been, you know, or impacted your uh, understanding of the industry? How has that changed things?
0: Well, that is a very big focus point on, you know, a lot of companies' minds is, you know, I don't want to use plastics materials and a plastic foam or even, you know, some of the the styrene-type foams Mm. for insulation or protective purposes because, you know, it just ends up in a landfill. Uh, I want to use more uh, environmentally friendly and sustainable-type materials. And, you know, that's all well and fine, uh, provided those materials are going to be able to provide the the protection necessary. Um, And sometimes some customers find out that, you know, the cost of being green costs a lot of green. (laughs) Um, Because some of these sustainable materials out there, um, you know, sometimes can cost more than, you know, what the material that they don't want to use. Hmm. So um, there there is sometimes a trade-off on that uh, but uh, there is, oh, uh, has been for a number of years, uh, it probably started a lot with the, you know, the aerosol industry mm-hmm. way back when they were trying to get rid of the CFCs that are in Started, you know, really getting more focus back in those days, and it's it's only grown over the the decades since then um, to not only now the propellants, but you know all the other materials that go in the packaging, and you know the the benefit to a lot of this is if you can design and engineer the packaging using the sustainable materials and you're able to reduce the size of the package so that you're still able to um, get it to where it's going to damage-free, you're also reducing the number of aircraft or trucks that are needed to transport those items because you're able to get more items inside of a truck or on board an aircraft. So, you know, it's a benefit for FedEx when we can work with a customer and reduce the size of the package because uh, if we have more smaller packages, well, in that same aircraft, now we're able to carry more other customers' packages. So we're not flying as many aircraft. We're able to get more packages in trucks, so we're not using as many vehicles. Um, to transport and move those, so the the other environmental aspect is just in the transportation of those um, it's very rare that when we fill up a truck or an aircraft with packages that we we run out of room in the vehicle quicker or sooner than we exceed what that aircraft or that truck could carry in its uh, payload capacity Ah. in terms of weight. So, you know, we're we're trying to get more packages into that same space um, and free up, you know, put room for other customers packages and be able to ship more efficiently with less vehicles.
1: Fantastic. So if I'm at the point now where I'm creating a product, we're having the product manufactured, I think, you know, one of those kind of things that we do need to seriously think about is the uh, end result of designing a good packaging right now before we even get to the point where we have to put it into another box to ship it.
0: Exactly. Um, and that's where working with a, you know, a- a packaging engineering company or, you know, a local box manufacturer or whoever's going to be producing the packaging for you, um, work on this at the same time you're working on your product so that uh, when you get ready to launch that product or send that product out, um, you've taken care of a lot of these things before the first one has even left the door. Um, and especially in terms of product protection and, and damages because a lot of times you'll see customers they'll go out and they'll just, uh, get packaging they'll buy six months worth of packaging and because they have to get the volumes down to get the cost right and only to find out after their first month of shipping that they're having a lot of damages and mm-hmm. they didn't get the packaging right at the forefront company um, or you know a transportation company uh, testing the packaging in prototypes you know first off before you even go out and buy six months worth of packaging trying to get it right at the start um, is going to save you a lot of headaches uh, and possibly a lot of additional cost down the road
1: yeah I, I it's, it's a it's it's some of us being penny smart and then pound foolish so it's like oh can I afford to put some resources into the packaging well maybe I'll skip that but then at the end once we start getting like you said the damages the return the uh oversized packaging uh fees and things like that it's like we ended up spending way more than we ever would have had we taken the time at the beginning to get it right to get
0: it right. Yeah. And especially, you know, if this is a first time customer experience and they receive something that, you know, got damaged in transit, um, you know, it's it's very costly to get that person to order from you or purchase from you the first time. And if that experience is a negative experience, you know, you may lose that customer uh, and they may go to a competitor or. right the first time and make everybody happy.
1: Fantastic, David. I really appreciate your time, sir. You're an expert.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, an expert means you've been around long enough to see enough good things and bad things, and you know what works and you know what doesn't. Yes, so.
1: <laughs> that was definitely educational for me. I appreciate it.
0: Well, if you're ever in Memphis and uh, want to come by and, you know, see exactly what we do and how we, you know, perform the testing and, you know, these services that we provide to our customer, uh, it's it really no additional cost because we're trying to uh, make sure that they are, our customers are happy with our uh, shipping.
1: Yeah, how do they engage with how do they engage with 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 your division? I mean, it's just you know they're having issues. They go through you know the regular FedEx uh, help to get some uh, information from you guys.
0: Yeah, actually, they uh, we have a lot of packaging information that's available on our fedex.com website. Uh, if you go and do a, do a keyword of package testing or uh packaging. Um, you should be able to eventually find the uh packaging website and there we have different brochures on shipping some different products. We have a general tips brochure uh that covers different aspects of packaging like taping and labeling things that, you know, are sort of intuitive mm-hmm. but at in the same regard, um, are very important, you know. Uh uh, closing the box and taping it shut may sound simple, but if you're not using the right tape or maybe a, uh, a, a better taping method, um, it's going to prevent your box from coming open in transportation and either losing the contents or the contents getting damaged. So, within our our packaging website on thefedex.com, there are links to different brochures. Uh, there's also links on how you can engage to get package testing performed if you want to go through the testing uh, scenario, whether you're having damages currently or, you know, you have a package that you're thinking about shipping, but you want to make sure that, you know, you get it right the first time. Um, there are links to uh, the package testing application where you would, you know, fill that out, and then submit a sample of the product inside of its package, just as you normally would ship it. And we're going to perform the the various tests that we uh, conduct on those, which, you know, will help determine whether the package is adequate for the rigors of a single package shipping environment, whether it be the express or the ground networks.
1: Awesome, David. Thank you so much, sir.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking with you.
1: You too, man. Boom. We're done.
0: Take care. Bye-bye. Okay.
1: Bye-bye.